0: This is a fourth-hand production.
1: So anyway,
2: well, you guys are—we, uh, I. This is my. This is going to be the title of my next book. You guys are also midwives of disclosure. You are <laughs> helping to birth the new era. That's it. Yeah. That's what we're all doing here. We're here by choice. We're yeah. here to, uh, you know, we're the uh, the avant-garde. We're here to.
1: I love absolutely. that. Absolutely. Give me the gloves. I'll wait yeah. with big. Give baited me the gloves, breath. man. You know, give me those I'll be give right me those there.
2: forceps, man. <laughs> I'm ready.
1: <laughs> We're, the not, the air, ready. We? Uh, We're no. not on the air, are we? Oh. We're not on no, the air, No 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 this is break time but <laughs> it it's hilarious. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh.
0: Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they, are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't you know, know plans that
1: they're
2: And police in Espanola are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts.
1: There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome everybody to Strange Uncles. I am Shane. I'm John. I'm late. <laughs> Nobody knows that yet. <laughs> so, been busy, man. Busy, busy week for sure. So, I'm trying to play catch up on my side. Um, you guys know it. I don't know if the listeners do, but just got back from Alaska like late yesterday. We spent uh, we spent almost a week out there in no man's I bet that land. Sucked. Man, I tell you, it's like a different world. It, it's crazy. I was telling John, it, it's just, I, I, man, it, whoever's not gone, you just make the trip anywhere in Alaska. It doesn't matter whether it's the coast, whether it's inland, whether it's it's just it's fucking amazing. Beautiful, beautiful territory, and the people. Nobody gives a shit. Like everybody is just there living life. It's really cool for a change.
0: Yeah, it's probably why you live somewhere up there, so you just aren't bothered by anything. Yeah,
3: either. like everyone else up here is
0: come to basically disappear as well. So yeah, it's like, do your thing. And as long as you're not hurting anybody, no one's going to fuck with you.
1: Yep, exactly. No, it was cool. Cause we drove to Denali and literally for 140 miles, we saw nothing. A house here and there. I will say that uh, I don't believe housing codes exist in Alaska. I'll say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. There's quite a, there's quite a few ranch shackles going on there, but uh, yeah, for like 130, 140 miles, there's nothing. And then all of a sudden, bam, you hit a park. You know, it's just yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. So, uh, well, well rested for sure. I'm glad to be back though. Glad to have a lot of stuff going on. Um, hopefully you guys are good. You know, we're shifting into fall. It's starting to cool down over here. Uh, you know, fuck, it's a thing. You know, other than what's happening in the world around us, we're looking uh, looking pretty good. I think for the most part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Salt Lake had some clean air the other day. That was yeah, that a nice was nice.
1: Oh Jesus! But, yeah, you guys. but now, we're, but now we're back to. Packed to shit. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that's great. Yeah, it cooled off for like half a day. It was nice. nice. Yeah. Oh man,
1: I'm sorry, guys. Well, it is so, what it is. You know, hopefully it gets things. better. Well, we're supposed to get rain, so hopefully these fires get put out here in the West Coast. You guys are having them too. Uh, for any listeners on the East Coast or other parts of the world, it's been a hellacious summer. Glad to see it over. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I
0: hope everybody. If we have any listeners in Louisiana, I hope. Oh my I God, is yeah. power back on for those
1: people? I heard I it's still know. sketchy. You know, it's well, oh,
0: just shitty. Well, I hope everybody's taking care of each other and yep. everybody's
1: yep. safe. That's the bottom line. No matter where you're at in the world. Um, I know, I think we have like two listeners in Turkey and I know that like Turkey had wildfires yeah. for the first fucking time. And it's like, it just, you know, you can't catch a break. But like John said, I, I think of nothing else. Uh, if you gain nothing from this podcast, it's just like, man, I, I, I'll give anybody the shirt off my back if it if it's going to help you guys out because that that's what the world needs to do and yeah. we need to do a lot more than we than uh than we do for sure. So
0: I didn't know we had two listeners in Turkey. So this uh, episode is dedicated to the two listeners in Turkey.
1: <laughs> Just on, on my side, yeah. well, it could be one and a half, but I know at least it's a <laughs> solid fine. one.
0: So yeah, yeah, that's fine. Even if it's a half, this yeah, I'm dedicating yeah. <laughs> my portion to the half guy. Fair
1: enough, Turkey. sir. Fair enough. Anyway, well, with that being said, um, a couple of announcements real quick uh, before you forget about them. We are planning for our Patreon members, a listeners around the table, so this will air um, this coming Sunday, which, uh, correct me, don't make me a liar, boys. What is that? Uh, the 21st or 20th? Is that mm. right? It's, Somewhere around there? I don't know. And we drop this Sunday. I didn't. I closed everything on my <laughs> everything computer out. that has a calendar, yeah. bro. <laughs> whatever, next, whatever next Sunday is. And then uh, Strangers Around the Table is going to be uh, Wednesday. So the Wednesday after. So come on. The 22nd. Twenty on. second 20 Strangers around
0: the tam- table on the 22nd.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, we finally got it scheduled, finally got the time for it. Uh, love to have uh, all patrons, you know, if you guys can have the time. I believe we're going to try to shoot around the 5.30 Pacific time mark. So it'll be, what, 8.30 uh, East Coast, 6.30 Mountain Time. Uh, we'll put an assignment on a Patreon, but uh, glad to have you guys. Glad to finally get that scheduled. Uh, among a schedule that we have pushed out till December, uh, we are going to do the same amount of episodes we did last year. So I think we counted it off at like 28 episodes for the season. It's been a fucking fantastic season. I think we've had some great guests on. We're going to try to do some, uh, little specials too, uh, for Patreon members and for listeners. And uh, we've got some write ups. And so, uh, yeah, we're looking, we're looking good, I think, on the front side. Do you guys have any updates? Anything on your side? Moans, groans, bitches, gripes, complaints? No. You
3: know what? I've made it this far without going dark. I'm just gonna say let's uh, let's let's keep going. <laughs> let's, let's keep, keep going. that positivity
1: flowing. Keep keep it a rolling. well, positivity oh, yeah. it is. So actually, we the guest you're about to hear is is fucking phenomenal. If you excuse my French, uh, actually she's in Canada, so you know maybe not. Don't excuse my French if you're anywhere in Quebec. But uh, she's amazing. Uh, we had her on. You know, she, her life's work that she's done, her career, what she does now, uh, she mainly does, uh, she's a hypnotist, but she also does past life regression and works a lot with experiencers. We'll just say that. And uh, yeah, the interview was, was outstanding. And uh, it's one of those few guests that we really would love to have back on. I just feel like we just kind of touched the tip of the iceberg with her. Um, just amazing shit that she had to say for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, It was a fun interview, and uh, yeah, let's listen to
1: it. All right, here we go. Everybody, this is Leslie Mitchell Clark. Open the gates. Leslie Mitchell Clark is a consulting hypnotist, graduate of the Ontario Hypnosis Center, member of the National Guild of Hypnotists with a special certification on past life regression. Leslie and her hypnosis clinic, Lightwork Hypnosis, are also focused on the use of hypnosis for the positive improvement of all issues pertaining to artists of all disciplines. Actors, dancers, visual artists, writers, musicians, vocalists, and the list goes on, and all the unique demands that they deal with on a daily basis. However, she also works with individuals who feel that they have had experiences with extraterrestrial beings. Let's also add to your resume that before her hypnotherapy career, Leslie has also been busy with a career as an actor, dancer, vocalist, and for the past 20 plus years, she has been a top jazz and arts media consultant with an array of Grammy and Juno-winning clients as well as major jazz festivals and record labels. Leslie also contributes regularly to a variety of publications, and we can't imagine with all of this going on in her life that she has carved out a sliver of time to cover our show, and we are humbled <laughs> and honored to be part of it. More specifically, discuss her research into past life regression and, of course, extraterrestrial encounter therapy. Um, although, you know, it wouldn't hurt to talk about your music career as well, it sounds like. So Leslie Mitchell-Clark, welcome to Strange Uncles. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you, you delightful, strange uncles. I'm so glad to be here. And uh, boy, reading all those things, I, I, I'm exhausted. I don't know how I did it all. No, I don't really. I don't do it all at the same time. That's the thing. I'm very easily bored. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. Yeah. And uh, and that's how that's how I roll. But thank you for that lovely introduction. Very much appreciated.
1: No, not at all. I mean, well deserved. To be honest with you, like I said, we, we've had you lined up for a long time. Um, always curious. And always just fascinated with uh, hypnotherapy in general, I, mm-hmm. I think, because it, I think it brings out a, a lot. And we ask this to, from a lot of our guests really, it's just your, your background, you know, how did you kind of get into this? What stumbled you towards that path in your, in your life?
2: Well, as I, I had always been interested in mental health care for, you know, since I was a, a young freshman in university working in a state mental hospital. But I had a kind of, I guess you would call it a bit of a midlife life crisis or I was just being a menopausal bitch I'm not sure which
1: <laughs> we'll take either that really doesn't matter
2: but it was rough the poor the poor spousal unit anyway I I was really I I felt that I was not doing what I should be doing and it, you know all of those kinds of feelings self-doubt blah 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 and you know as a publicist which had been you know, going on for quite some time, you know, you blow people's egos up for three months while their project or their thing happens. And then like, that's it. And I thought, wow, this is really not what I want to do. So, um, so my husband, God bless him. He, he bought me a past life regression with a noted uh, hypnotherapist in Toronto where we reside. And I had the process and yes, it was completely illuminating as far as the lives that were discussed, but what was the most illuminating thing was I said, I can do this. This is it. This is the thing. I, I can I can do this. I can take people on these journeys. I know it. So really shortly after that, I, I registered for school at the Ontario Hypnosis Center at school, and I got my basic uh hypnotist training uh i went to work in a. I I would have to call it like a hypno mill i don't know any other word for it (laughs) but it was one of these places where people are coming in you know primarily for weight loss and smoking cessation but other things too it's like working in Bellevue so I did that for a couple years and I I then uh, branched out into uh, my metaphysical certifications which as you mentioned uh, involve um, past life regressions interlife regressions and also something that we call energy release which I, I don't do very often but it is part of the certification and I also uh obtained certifications in pediatric hypnosis I work with a lot of kids you know I love it and uh and also um pain management which is another thing I'm very uh I'm very vigilant I well not vigilant is the wrong word I'm very excited about the power of hypnosis with pain management and so you know I kind of you know I I I do it all but I but I do think that my you know, my calling or my real forte is in regression processes. I do seem to have whatever it takes. I don't know the patience, whatever is involved. Cause it's a long, these are long processes. This is, um, you have to be very focused on the individual that you're working with. It's, it's, it's more than two hours most mm-hmm. often. So, oh, wow. yeah, there's a lot of focus involved and, um, Uh, during this, during this time in my career, maybe about 15 years ago, I was working at a very nice clinic. And about once a month, you know, they would get somebody who called in and said, you know, "I, I, I think that I've had ET encounters, I have missing time, or I woke up with a big, you know, splotch on my neck, or whatever it was, they would call. And so nobody wanted to touch that with a a a 10 foot (laughs) hole. I'm telling you, nobody wanted that. So, but I said, yeah, that's like right at my alley. You send those people to me. And that began, um, that began a journey that has been, uh, breathtaking, awe-inspiring, uh, mind bending, mind opening, sometimes infuriating, but, uh, Mm. that that's when I came to really understand that this is a big part of the work that I'm supposed to be doing here, like right now. I'm right. supposed to be helping these people and getting their messages out. Right, you know, in, in a way. So, um, so that's Mm. kind of my, that's kind of my little journey now these days in in 2021, I, I still work very much in, uh, what you would call mainstream hypnotherapy. I also work for a psychology firm that deals heavily in PTSD. So I work with a lot of what you would call frontline responders, you know, and, Mm. and for me, that's a big calling too. So I do all that. And then, um, I'm a member of, um, Excuse me, I'm a participant, rather I guess you'd say, of uh, Kathleen Martin's um, experience or research project that, which is part of MUFON. It's under the MUFON umbrella. Right, right. So right. MUFON, MUFON Canada, and MUFON in the states too, will often refer people to me uh, to work with with regards to regression.
1: Now, how long how long have you been involved in in that in in that MUFON branch? Is that recent or has that been a? No,
2: a- I think that's about. Boy, that goes right back to the beginning, Fifteen years, twelve years, fifteen okay. years, something okay. like that. Quite, quite a long time. Um, and um, I'm very, you know, I'm very, uh, I'm very much impressed by on Canada. You know, we have no budget there's no you know this is all done uh out of out of love and interest mm. and uh, dave Palacek, right now very good friend is the is the is the main cheese up here but uh you know Stu bundy and all the people and then quebec also has their own uh primarily francophone we we tried to have one thing but it was just easier for the individuals that were making reports to be o- able to operate in french
1: right. so okay. the easiest okay. way to
2: do that so quebec has its thing going but we're all you know we we are all affiliated.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, and we're involved. You know, obviously, you know, here in the United States, you know, move on, and and you know, there's there's some history, and you know, recently there's been some goods, there's been some bads. It's great to hear. Oh, yeah. That, that, oh, I forgot.
2: Know. Yeah, there's been yeah. some. Uh, yeah. Well, you kind know, of, one <laughs> one bad apple does not
1: absolutely spoil the whole
2: bunch you know i i i think that yes that was terrible and horrible but you must admit that mufon as a whole reacted appropriately immediately and ousted the bad apple so to speak so and you know, I think it was an isolated case guys. I, I don't really see any kind of
0: Agree. pattern okay.
2: pattern there, you know? Yeah.
0: I don't think it had anything to do with the organization no. versus the individual, but um, I was just kind of curious. So I don't really know anything about hypnosis. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I've ever kind of honestly really heard is people being like, be weary of hypnotherapists talking about like um, this kind of like, you know, ET abductions or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I was wondering if you could, like, kind of maybe walk us through oh, yeah. what one of these kind of sessions mm-hmm. is sure. like and what, you know, just
2: Absolutely. break it down for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Say no more. Well, the, the first thing that happens when someone is thinking about coming to see me is I do a real in depth uh, intake. Um, and frankly, you know a percentage of those people are are not mentally well so okay. you know and and this is something that that you know i have to be able to determine and it's kind of ironic since you know hypnotherapists we're technically, at least by Canadian law, we're not allowed to treat mentally ill people. And by mentally ill, that means someone that's been diagnosed with uh, dissociative disorders, schizophrenia, a serious bipolar psychosis, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, but yet, we, we have to be, you know, ever vigilant looking for any telltale signs or symptomology or pathology that would lead us to believe that. So, you know, I just, I just trust my gut, guys. I, I and was going to say
1: that's got to be hard. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, you're really is. that's you're walking the fence on that one.
2: It is, oh. and especially because people aren't always truthful. You know, there there may be a long history of mental instability and in hospitalizations and medications, and you know, they're they're not necessarily going to say that. But again, those dear people, I don't just leave them hanging. If someone comes to me for a consultation and I feel that there are mental health issues and i can't really work with them i don't discount their story i have psychologists and psychotherapists who are legally allowed to work with these people and are also open to the possibility of an abduction because i think both things could happen there could be mental health issues and Mm -hmm. uh you know et contact who am i to say you know so i don't hang those people up i give them direction but so after i do a after i do a really you know detailed intake i have a pretty good idea of of who's coming to see me and um one thing i will say is that the the um phenomena if you will of um I hate to use the word abductions because I don't really think of it that way, but encounters, it crosses all lines, all socioeconomic lines, all ethnic lines, all lines of education, blah, blah, blah. I feel that the big overview, what many of the ET species are looking for, whether it's for communication or God help us experimentation, they're looking for people with psychic ability. And because it's simply easier for them to deal with people who are able to communicate telepathically mm-hmm. that's that seems to be the language wow. of the universe is not necessarily verbal although i'm not saying that all these beings can't verbalize if they if they need to but it just may so i think that's one of the reasons why people with experiences you can you can follow it uh, generationally you know often especially through a maternal line it's easier to do that because um, I suppose because women tend to reveal more to their children or what have you, we know a little more about that. But and not, and not so,
1: to not to get too far off the subject, I'm sorry. Leslie, yeah. as you describe no, your hypnosis and everything, but that that's that a, a question because that always fascinated me. It seems like, and I never knew that till we kind of got into this. We started researching, having people on that it does follow um, generations. A I believe lot. so. Oh, I, believe so. I
2: believe so. I believe so. And all of the people that I've worked with, it's very unusual for them to te- not to tell me, well, my mother had a story, but she didn't like to talk about it. And she put a religious twist on it and thought it was angels. And we find a lot of um, uh, religious iconography that can get mixed up with the stories of our parents and grandparents. Because that's Mm. how they process these things, Mm. you know. uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily even talking about a Christian thing. I mean, it could be, uh, you know, Elijah. It could be Jewish figure. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, but it does take on. They're
1: interpreting it. uh,
2: Yes, they are interpreting it through their religious filter. They're they're trying Mm -hmm.
1: to accept it some way. Yeah, and if that's where they're going to accept it, then that's going to be going to be it. Very
2: true. Very true. So um, anyway, after we do the intake, then I usually make an appointment for someone to come see me. and um, um, I think that um, at that point, uh, I really, as I said, I'm really pretty sure, you know, what's going on. Now, I I do want to point out that hypnosis is over 6,000 years old. And that's just by recorded history. But oh. if you believe in, you know, antediluvial situations, mega situations, mega civilizations from before that time i believe it's even older than that i think it is ancient in the extreme in fact even the uh, you know the the ancient egyptians use it it trickled down the vedic cultures use it chinese and even the uh, the greeks had what they called sleep temples they had entire clinics devoted to hypnosis and the way it works is It sounds very simple, but it's extremely profound. So the biggest part of us is our subconscious mind, the part that's running our heart and our lungs and contains our memories, everything we've ever seen or experienced. So that's the greater part of ourself. The conscious mind that we walk around with is like the little tip of the iceberg sticking out of the water. It's really not much. You know, the bigger part Mm -hmm. of us is, is the subconscious mind. So when we can get the physical body relaxed enough and this is this is the key and of course the greeks did it by giving their their patients a huge opiated drink they didn't mess around <laughs> of <course>. with talking <laughs> yeah, or let's, relaxing let's get to the point. you know <laughs> here's your drink and away we go so but uh, <laughs> in contemporary times we do it uh you know often i would use what you would call progressive relaxation i talk to the muscles i relax the person's body and when the person when the individual goes through um, any kind of hypnosis unless I want them to be they're not unconscious now Mm -hmm. I can make people unconscious it's called the Esdale state or hypnotic coma and I have done that in hospital for people going through things like spinal taps and maybe they have a a sensitivity to local Mm -hmm. anesthetics I mean I can do that but for any any other kind of behavior modification or regression the person is not unconscious they're in the alpha state or if i can if i'm lucky if i can really get them in they're in the theta state so they hear everything i'm saying but they can't move their bodies It's kind of like that. And they may feel like they're floating. They may may feel like they're just a giant head. You know, I mean, it's all people get distortions of time and body when they're in that very receptive state. So when I feel the person is where I want them to be, and by the way, anybody undergoing hypnosis can pull themselves out of trance in a second just by desiring to do so. It's all hypnosis. Okay. Yes. So All hypnosis is really self-hypnosis. So if anyone is uncomfortable, it's like coming out of a daydream. They just wake mm-hmm. themselves up. It's easy. So once I get them where I want to be, I start – and if I'm doing regression, I start to kind of loosen up, uh, sort of lube up the, the memory mechanisms by moving people around in their, li- in their, in their present life like i'll oh. say you know take me to a happy event when you were 20 and i and i go around and i and i get them to a very young age and then if i feel that that has all gone well then we go into the part of the session that involves going beyond the birth experience and into you know a dimension that we call the blue mist but it's a it's a dimension where you are Going to enter your body or an in-between dimension, and um, and so that's and then at that point, now sometimes people will come to me and they will say, if if this is a past life regression, they will say, well, I have a really certain feeling about you know 14th century, you know, Verona, and I think I knew my wife there or my husband or my partner, whatever. So I can direct us. To visit that lifetime. But what I prefer to do is let, you know, the universe just show that person what they need to see and hear and experience. And um, you know, the individual may not always get it all at that time or the significance of why they've been shown specific life. Some of it may make no sense to them, but invariably. After a couple weeks of percolating and working with it, it all starts to you know, it all starts to come in line. And sometimes it all comes in line right there, like bang zoom. It simply depends on the individual experience. So,
1: it, 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 and, and that, number one, that's amazing. That's just very very unique. Uh, how often do you think? What what does it usually if somebody's visiting past life they're trying to reminisce back there like on a is it is it one session two session like what's that that look like as far as reaching that that time I guess or that. well
2: we we generally get an awful lot of if a if a person is a easy processor and a quick processor we generally get a lot of information and I have to be completely vanilla completely neutral you know i can't lead anything so all i do is ask questions things that we have you know determined in the past life regression process like you know are you holding anything in your hands what's on your head uh take me to a time when you're with someone that's close to you you know it's all it's it's all questions like that Mm -hmm. but through those questions we generally get an awful lot of information and sometimes it's even provable information. You know, if, if a lifetime is, is close enough to our present era, sometimes we can get enough details where that person could even investigate, uh, you know, if, if, if they're, if investigate that former life. Uh, But um, I think that it really works best when when someone is in a, a time of, of of transition where they need answers, you know, I think uh, I I think it's something that shouldn't be done too often. You know, it's not an entertainment, really. Uh, so, in answer to your questions, how often? I if I'm working with someone who is an experiencer where there are many 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 many, many episodes that they need to go through that is kind of a different thing and i might see someone like that once a month and we would be exploring new um uh, new episodes but as far as hmm. past life aggressions uh i wouldn't do that nearly as often right you know that's right. uh, that's something that i think should be used sparingly and as a teach as a tool of illumination Yeah. Can I
1: ask you a little bit of a personal question, I guess? Sure. The years you've been doing this, I am I'm curious, are you still fascinated a bit when people do reveal their past lives or their experience or their experience? Like, is it, is it still a kind of a a fresh thing for you that you're like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, I am completely mentally, spiritually stimulated by this work. I, I'm an extremely curious person, and I'm fascinated with how people work. Whether I'm doing regression or not, I am Fascinated with the diversity, the the incredible, how incredibly clever and adaptable we are as people. Uh, how our experiences, our experiences shape us into behaviors, and how, with the use of hypnosis and, of course, other modalities too, mm-hmm. we can release. We have the power to release negativity and negative patterns, and we have the power to form new neural pathways and, and um, embrace transformation in our lives. We right. always have that power. If people are stuck... If they're repeating the same BS, if they're marrying the same guy over and over, you know what I mean, then they're not learning and they're not, they, for whatever reason, they, they are not, um, they're not ready to examine their behaviors. So, yes, I'm, I'm endlessly fascinated and sometimes even in some of this very esoteric work that I do with experiences, sometimes I'm shocked Sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, I mean, I've heard some stuff that is mind blowing.
1: I can and, imagine. Uh, God, I can
2: yeah. imagine.
1: Yeah. Well, with that being said, I, if you don't mind, we'd like to dive into that a little bit more, Leslie, with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you're on the show for a lot of reasons, but mainly, you know the the alien the experiencers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you did kind of specify and kind of you you don't like the term abduction. I, I find that that word's thrown out a lot. And yeah. maybe too much, you know. So if you don't mind, like take a quick break. And when we come back, uh would like to dive more into the experiencer realm with you a bit if we could. Mm. So You got it. Alright, awesome. Stand by everybody.
0: Believe in UFOs. Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain. Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Or we'll look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates.
1: All right, and we were back with Leslie Mitchell-Clark. Um, we... Wanted to dive, I think, boys, a little bit more into uh experiencer talk. Is is that kind of the, the pathway you want to take? And Leslie, are you okay yeah. with that?
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Okay, so I, I get my first question on this, and then you know we can go wherever it takes you. Before you started, I, I guess not even being a being into hypnotherapy, you studied this, you found out that was your passion. What were what was your idea before or your thoughts about? Aliens? Where we're at? Are we? It, like, did that have that? Did that change dramatically? Was that always kind of there as a personal bias for you? What did that look like?
2: Well, I was always a stargazer and obsessed with the idea of ETs and life on other planets. I mean, this is my earliest memories when I was a kid. I used to dream that I lived on a planet with two suns, and I—I I mean, I was really primed. For all of that, even though there was no structure to it, and I don't believe I had experiences as a child, you know, so I I just was always I had a telescope as a young girl. I mean, a serious telescope. So it was always kind of a a huge area of interest. And when I was about uh, sixteen years old, I went to work at a summer stock theater in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Um, and if you're familiar with, that's where the Rushmore heads are, yeah. and um, one of the interesting things about that area it's also a sacred ground to the lakota people so it's a no-fly zone for it's a no-fly zone for commercial aircraft and it is sacred ground where the lakota people have always made contact with the sky beings so this is a history of the area. It's very metaphysical, strange energy. Strange. Ge- they have mica, uh, mica, mica mines there. It's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a strange. They have unusual gold that has multicolors in it. Uh, there is also um, an area uh, called the Needles that is one of the most unusual geographic areas I have ever seen. And again, very strange energy. So I was a young, you know, member of the company uh, and um, along with me in the company was a great gal. She, I thought of her as fantastically mature and much older than me, but I'm guessing she probably wasn't even 30, but this is how I thought of her. And she had had a, was already having a very busy career as a singer in, in Vegas and she raised horses and she had a whole life there. And I said, well, you know, what do you, what are you doing here in this little summer stock theater and and she she confessed to me she said well i am actually uh, very psychic i'm a psychic person and um i am also i've been working for the government in communication and telepathic communication they take a whole hmm. bunch of us And we go out to a, you know, to a base and we sit in a room and do other things and we communicate. And I I think that she got on a plane, you know, some kind of plane wrap plane and some kind of plane wrap little airport. And they they went out to uh, probably, uh, you know, Groom Lake or Dreamland or whatever. I think all those bases are underground, by the way. I'm pretty sure that they're underground. We don't see what's actually there. So... um, now, this, this seemed like a lot to take in, but to me, I just knew it was the truth. Hmm. I just believed her I could almost see all this you know in her eyes I just I, I knew it was the truth and in fact every time that we went into the, the little town of Custer was the closest town and every time we went through the mountains and went to this town we were followed by craft sometimes it was just quickly moving lights sometimes the craft was close enough where I could see the actual shape and these were tradi- these were kind of classic Betty and Barney Hill uh, you know, saucers with multicolored lights. That's what they. Right, that's right. what they look to me. Could have been. Could have been U.S. reverse engineering. Who knows? But that's what I was seeing. Now, um, during that summer, uh, one afternoon, I was lounging at the snack bar. Something I was really good at. I was lounging at the <laughs> snack bar, and I see pulling into the theater complex this huge, kind of. Uh, In Spanish, we call them, you know, tuna boats. El barcos, you know, a a huge uh, late era. It didn't have fins, but it was like a Chrysler Imperial from maybe the late, the mid-60s. And this Mm. is 1973, by the way. This is 1973. So this old, stupid-looking town car pulls in, and they pull up right in front of my friend's dorm, where she lives. And out of the car, I see come these two, I'm going to call them beings, uh, because they got out of the car, they were not very tall, and their skin was pale, and it looked like plastic. That's the only way oh. I can put it. It did not look like epidermis. It looked it had a plastic look to it, and they were dressed very anachronistically. They were dressed like uh, uh, George Raft from a nineteen twenties gangster film. They had fedoras on, and they had suits on. And you now, this is a strange thing that I only remembered recently. But their their little pants, their pants, the cuffs were way up. You know, folded way up, like like waiters. You <laughs> and weird. and they had they were wearing big. They looked like orthopedic shoes. Now, I'm wondering now where the shoes weighted, and I never thought of that before until I discussed this on a radio show like last week, but they seemed to have some... They weren't moving too fast. I'll Mm. tell you that. They weren't moving too fast, so they went into her thing, and I am only... I'm only like 20 feet away and it also seems odd to me that there were probably 300 people in the company actors dancers lighting people I mean like 300 people in the company nobody is there at that moment but me and so they go into her thing and um, I thought okay well I'm going to wait here, but if this goes on for too long, I'm I'm going in now. I I you know I'm I'm 16. What did I think I was going to do? You know, assault them with my tuna sandwich. <laughs> you know, I I didn't know, I had no plan, but you know, I had no impulse control at 16 year old. So, just as I was about to go in there, the two beings came out, got into their big tuna boat, and and pulled out, hmm. and hmm. and that was it. And later on, when I saw her, I said what the hell was that? What was that? And she said, well, they're really amping up the pressure and they very much want me to come back and work on the communication program.
1: Oh, so she knew she had, she, she's been through this before.
2: Yeah. She knew what to expect. Hmm. She knew what to expect. And, You know, interestingly enough, and this was, you know, this is a long time ago, guys, uh, um, 1973. I I tried recently to find her, and I'm not going to reveal her actual name, but she was a very busy singer. She was a country singer not my idea of a good time but you know she was a, <laughs> she, you know, like the late drummer buddy rich when he was <laughs> jazzed everybody which when he was on his deathbed you know they yeah. they came and said mr rich do you have any allergies and he said yes country music so <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair, enough. That's amazing. fair enough i never knew that <laughs> i never knew that was a quote from him yeah <laughs> that's either. buddy
2: rich but anyway i did i have tried to locate her and have been completely without luck Wow. Finding her, huh. so now she would be. Let's see, how old am I? I'm I'm going to. I'm 65. So 75. Well, she'd be up there, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, she could have been. She could have been as much as as uh, as 15 years older than me. But she far- She was fairly
1: popular, so- or
2: you mean as an entertainer?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: From what I knew because she worked all the she worked all the all the joints. Now years later as a singer, I also with my own band worked all of the casinos in Reno and Tahoe and Vegas and mm-hmm. I was never able to find a whiff of her.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh.
2: Not a whiff and at that point it hadn't been Hadn't been, you know, all that long. So yeah. it's still a little bit of a mystery. But in answer to your question, mm. that was it. And then, you know, the year before, you know, we'd all gone to the drive-in to see, um, um, oh, my God, Eric, the Chariots of the Gods. You know, oh, Eric, von, yeah, yeah. Eric Von Donikens, you know, yeah. barely pasted together, you know, eight, super eight.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
2: yep. so and that, of course, resonated with me because it was what I had always felt and known. That there were ancient civilizations from which we are descended. That we are we are genetically related to many of these beings that we engage with, and they have a sense of responsibility because they only uh, upgraded us so far, you know. And uh, there is some school of thought that says much of this, uh, much of this area that is not that we don't understand in our brain uh, is can be turned on. If, it's it's if, part it, of that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And what do they yeah. say? We only use, what, do you, like 18 or 23% of our brand I or know, something around that? I know. What do you suppose she, the, the it's cat? It's
3: like 5% for me.
1: Yeah, right. especially on a Wednesday for sure. I just got back to work today, and I'm like, oh God damn it! I'm back at work. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm like low fat milk, three percent. No, that's <laughs> high fat milk, isn't it? Three and a half percent is the high fat. Yeah, milk. Yeah. Oops, yeah. oops. Yeah. That's the full yeah. heart attack.
3: You're getting into half and half territory
1: there. <laughs> <know you're> right. <laughs> so, so with that being said, what do you suppose was the cataclysm on that? What do you suppose set us back to where we are now, where we just don't? um you know if that was the case and we did have that pass what what, what what too I good for it's a, all too about, big for a bridges. I-
2: I think it's all about economics I think it is all about economics and I think that there have been even noteworthy contacts you know I don't know if you guys have ever heard about uh, you know Valiant Thor he was a very human looking Pleiadian who came and visited you know Eisenhower and Valiant Thor for three years four years he lived amongst us and said look you guys free energy, earth energy, the Egyptians had it, no big deal, let's get it online, and nope, yeah. our our economy will collapse, yeah. we've got to have coal, yeah. and we've got to have this, so I think there has been a high level of frustration uh, with some of the benevolent ETs in, in trying to help us, now the other thing, and guys, I've got to say, if you were to ask me, you know, what is in the past say. 10 years of working with experiencers what is the thing that you are now hearing most about and i would have to tell you that many of my people have participated in the secret space program and are 20 and back people where they served Mm their veterans who have experienced trauma they're being disregarded by all of the governments, because you know, let's face it, you know, Canada and the U.S. have been in bed together with all of this since, since the very beginning. Okay. There is no there. We we ran the do line where a lot of cadets, a lot of these young people who were who were children of servicemen and service women, were brought into this whole program. There are trillions, trillions of dollars, I think, missing you know from uh, from the government books that have gone to to this and it's it all it, it all really goes back to how things started and the fact that truman and eisenhower rather than disclosing that 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 ets had made contact in any way rather than doing that uh the the technology that was offered in exchange for genetic information that technology was given to various uh, industrial giants mm-hmm. you know g- divide and conquer like you guys at the skunk works you've got the fiber optics you guys that got this you guys in new jersey you've got the velcro you know it was like <laughs> it was it. like
1: the feather in our cap. Got the yeah, yeah.
2: Jersey. They did. So they did. They, but it was, if if, if your readers, I'm, rather, if your listeners are interested, there is a, a, a wonderful book that really talks about the beginning of the secret space program and why we are where we are now. And it's called The Day After Roswell. And it's by Captain Philip Corso, who, who passed not too long ago. But he was the guy. He was the guy. He was in charge of what they called the Department of Foreign Technology. Well, it was foreign, all right. Hmm, It was pretty bloody bloody foreign. So, you know, he saw the bodies. He knew that there were survivors of the Roswell crash. There were three crashes, not one, as I'm sure you guys well know. So uh, that's when things started to go left. There was a decision made early on, and it could have been different. It could have been completely different.
1: I believe so. When we're on that topic, real quick, you and and again, I I tend to. I mean, personally, I don't know about John and Josh, but I tend to agree with you. You know, you look at the timelines and and when these things happened, and you look at what we were as far as a economy and and we're kind of an industrialized society. You know, Tesla was working on free electricity.
2: Oh man, you know he had it. I mean, he yeah. was. You know, he he was also. Um, I mean, he was also working on cloaking devices. I mean, the whole Philadelphia experience, uh, the Philadelphia experiment, mm-hmm. rather, was all about these giant Tesla coils that were on the ship, and they were trying to create a, uh, a cloaking technology. So, yeah, Tesla's brain, Tesla was out there. I mean, look at that guy. Look When you look at pictures of him, don't you think? Was he was he fully human? You
1: know, <laughs> I mean, it's been rumored that you know he was. Yeah, I mean we've heard the rumors, of course, that he wasn't completely there, or he was in direct. Com- Either way, he was just a genius. You know, we've had yes. him obviously in history. You know, for what yes. they've done,
0: yes. humanity yeah. has definitely suffered that we have don't have some of his patents or <laughs> oh, absolutely patents. Yeah, and I
2: just know. Done away with them. They have. And, and isn't it the case that much of his research was literally stolen? Oh, it was ransacked. And I, I mean, ransacked. Minutes,
1: minutes after he died, they were right. already in his apartment yep. taking everything.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well,
0: I had a question, um, getting kind of back into the hypnosis and everything. Yes. When these experiencers come to you, um, what is their end goal? What, what do they want to, yeah. What is their end goal? okay
2: well usually and and this is is so sad but usually by the time experiencers get to me um i'm like a last chance texaco you know they've already Mm -hmm. explored uh traditional medicine there's something wrong with my thyroid you know am i depressed you know they, they they may have gone through psychotherapy and been told you're completely normal there's you're not mentally ill so when they come to me, they often have um, a commonality of things that are really driving them crazy. First of all, they can't sleep because for various reasons, either they're afraid to sleep because that's when a lot of the encounters happen or um, or they're just being so disrupted uh, during their sleep that that they no longer have the ability to do it. So there there are always right. sleep issues that are terrible. These people don't sleep. They're hypervigilant. They wake up if, you know, if a crumb hits the kitchen floor, they're awake. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're hypervigilant. So the sleep thing, many of them have, and this is, of course, a commonality to any kind of PTSD. They have flashes of horrendous things or upsetting things or scenes that disturb them or scenes that make no sense. So you get those flashes that come in and that can happen at any time of the day. So, and some of these dear people also have pretty heavy duty anxiety disorders. So in other words, if any of these flashes happen, it can create a panic attack. So you're dealing with high levels of anxiety, um, uh, traumatic flashes of unknown incidents insomnia brutal insomnia and and then also um, another thing usually there are some consciously recalled memories or some parts of consciously recalled memories that are confusing and disturbing. Like I remember being a little boy and a monster came in and they carried me through the window and that's all I remember. So, you know, there will, there will be fragments of things that seem very real uh, but are terrifying and are, and are not explicable. So that's usually the kind of conglomerate of things that are going on with these dear people so the first thing for me that is important to do is to reassure them that they are not mentally ill that they that i believe them that something has happened and we're going to get to the bottom of it and then by using hypnosis and again by staying completely vanilla i mean super vanilla i i I wish you guys could see me in action because I really, it's like I'm like this, you know. I'm just <laughs> not, no, because I, I, I don't well, want to say anything. You could
0: have seen the video that she. Yeah, just, you don't yeah. want to lead them down <laughs> right, right, right. right. A path, no, but, yeah. no, yeah.
2: I can't. I won't. Yeah. So, but, but what I do is, is I of course tell tell the individuals that when we're when we come out of session, you will remember everything that happened Mm. and you will process this and process it and absorb it and and uh move on with your life in a happy way so the goal is knowledge is power the goal is the recovery of these memories so that they can be integrated into the person's ideas of themselves and their and their purpose and their and their greater uh soul identity if you will Mm -hmm. and um one of the things that we that we do find is funny. I was just talking about this today. Is is oftentimes in around midlife, um, the experiences that people have as far as being contactees, their experiences. Tend to become more um, uh, more esoteric. In other words, they're not necessarily being taken physically anymore, but they've become such great bilocators that it's more like an astral projection or remote viewing or or, or you know anything that you can think of that falls into that category and. And many of the people that I'm working with, especially people I've worked with for a long time, they actually are, when they're in their etheric state and they're they're engaging with other beings for the good of all, they actually have like projects and jobs and hmm. things that they're working on. Now, remember, we have a very narrow understanding of time uh, in the third density. We think of it as a linear strip, right. but it would appear that many if not all of the evolved cultures that we deal with can manipulate time to a certain extent so i think all of these things are going on and still the person is able to sleep and and be asleep because it's only the etheric body that is going and this this is something that they like you know i think many of the ets if if we were really good at that You know, what would be the purpose of traveling light years in a craft if, with the speed of thought, we could materialize and engage with other like minded beings? And Mm -hmm. I think there's an aspect of that that is going on. I also think there might be an aspect of holographic ships projected images i'm just kind of opening up my mind to all of that but i think that some of what we are seeing is very high vibrationally and not solid in matter the way that it is in our in our third density so
3: So if someone puts me to work while i'm sleeping i'm gonna be very 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 pissed off about that (laughs) um but speaking of projections um do you see a lot of like staged or like screen memory in your yeah. in your work?
2: Yeah, I do. Especially uh when the ETs are dealing with kids and teenagers. Yeah. They oh. set up all kinds of environments with using screen memories. And now there are some uh and I hate to even get into this, and I'm trying what is what is his last name? There's a very well-known experiencer and uh, his name's escaping me right now but one of his big things is he he was always having sperm taken you know mm-hmm. and and uh, although i i think that That particular kind of thing where they, where the, this particular group of ETs, the Truman Agreement, where they take genetic material, that agreement is over. So we don't see a lot of that right now. But it certainly did happen. So in his case, he was always talking about how there would be a screen memory and it would present as like a beautiful woman or something. And, and it would go through the whole thing. And then he'd kind of come to consciousness and there'd be some kind of machine on him. So you know they they mm-hmm. have used that ecto- uh, technology for you know for for mm-hmm. both good and ill. I'll tell you a little story if we have time. Do we have time? Sure, Not really. Yeah. Well, I I have a little story uh, I'll tell you about one of my one of my people who has been a lifelong experiencer, and so they'd been taking him since he was three, mm-hmm. and nothing painful, no painful probes, but certainly examinations, but benign examinations, right? Nothing. Mm-hmm painful, terrible, nothing like that.
3: Yeah. Giving him a physical, basically. Yeah.
2: Like a, like a physical looking in your ear. Yeah. I mean, really totally benign. So, uh, he recalled an experience where he was about 12 and he was already becoming kind of like a surly, you know, 12 year old, 12 year old boys. You know, I had two sons, man, they can be pretty (laughs) gruesome. So, you know, 12 year old girls can be gruesome too. Don't get me wrong
3: we wouldn't know anything about being gruesome 12 year olds no i'm (laughs) sure
2: not i'm i'm sure i can tell by looking at you guys Leslie,
3: i
0: was an angel okay yeah you don't relate to any (laughs)
2: gruesomeness i get it (laughs) anyway so he was he was gnarly you know at that age so uh, he did recall being you know he was young enough they floated him out of his room Again, a common thing. He went right through the ceiling. They speed up our molecules and can pass us right through solid objects. It's a it's a no big deal kind of thing. And he and and then it's kind of blank. He didn't have a clear memory. I think we found later that he was in fact taken aboard a craft, but he didn't remember that right away. So suddenly he finds himself and he's in this room it looks like an old toronto house he's in this room and it's supposed to be set up like a party like a kid's party and there are chairs all in a circle and some of the kids are like unconscious they're like uh, they're completely out some of the kids he recognizes because he's seen them before Hmm. in some of these you know exercises if you will so but he feels but but you know, my my guy, he feels, you know, this is shit. I, I don't believe this. I don't like this. I don't want to be here. I'm not digging it. And then, of course, the whole objective is physicals. That's the whole objective. So there is a, there's like an inner office and a being comes out who's supposed to be like the doctor. And this being is wearing a mask, a clown mask. Oh, well, great. it freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> All the kids, they started like rioting. The kids that were awake, ah, you know, and like onophobia, that fear of clowns. That's yeah, like a number. So <laughs> they didn't. They they made a big. It was a big mistake. They did. So what what happened is, uh, I think my guy, you know, he overturned the fake table, and the next thing he knew, he was dropped on his bed hmm. from like five or six feet, like that, like, <laughs> like just thrown down on his bed. So. Wow there's an example of a screen memory going awry because they don't know everything about us. And even in these screen memories, you know, you will see anachronistic things like a, you'll see a phone from the twenties or you'll see, you know, they, they don't quite have it completely together.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're just trying to take a stab at the culture or something.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess they, you know, they, they have uh, imperfect, memories and and i'm as i guess if you watched our media if you haven't seen the movie it then you might think that
3: well (laughs) i mean if they're clowns
2: are okay if
3: they're bringing out phones from the 20s in these memories maybe they haven't gotten to that part of our media yet where where they've found out that everyone is actually terrified of clowns and they're just like looking at back in the day when people actually thought they were funny instead of just creepy and oh weird. God,
1: I thought I, I was think, only one. God, I hate clowns. God, I hate
3: clowns too.
2: Um. Well, whatever their resource was, you know that was a, a, an example of a failed, a uh, failed screen memory. That, that, Definitely, that, uh, because once people become hip to it, because it is a kind of projected hypnosis, mm-hmm. it would be as if I could think something and think it so hard that I could. Transmit it to your brain and you would believe it. It's that's what it is. I don't know how it's done, but that seems to be what it is. It's a kind of a projected reality, a kind of projected. I suppose uh, my friend Captain Randy Kramer would probably call it psionics. Oh,
1: interesting. Okay. Yeah.
3: Um, So I I have a follow up question to all of that actually. Um, So there's been a bit of a controversy about someone who experienced an event that's pretty well-known recently. And uh, some of the people that were talking about it who are also fairly well-known in like the UFO community were kind of making light of uh, the evidence that this particular experiencers, that, that it runs in their family line. Have you seen any evidence of... That in your work, where uh, where the abduction phenomena occurs down fam- familial lines,
2: uh, absolutely. or something like that, absolutely. And I think we did touch on that a little bit, but yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I see that all the time. And again, what I you know, I think the reason for that is that people who have good who have psychic ability are just easier to work with, and they can they can do telepathy, they can bi-locate more easily. Uh, it's not about IQ. It's not about how we measure, uh, you know, critical intelligence. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it does seem now, as I said, I guess earlier, this is a little bit easier to track in the female line. And I think maybe only because women maybe are a little more verbal about it. with their daughters and such right right. uh but again it may be that psychic ability travels more efficiently through the mitochondrial dna in the same way that unfortunately addiction the addiction gene travels more efficiently through the y chromosomes through the male Mm -hmm. dna which is why unfortunately more men come in with addictive uh, genes than women so I i am not I don't know what to say about that, except that yes, yes, yes. Now, some um, some individuals that I work with who have been in the twenty and back program believe that even th- themselves, as as fetuses or zygotes or whatever, were were, were upgraded and tinkered hmm. with under the military umbrella. And again, if you've got women in the military hospitals, if you've got, you got know, it. Easy access right oh, yeah. it's all been, yeah. it's all been about it's all been about easy access one of one of my favorite guys his name is Carl Dory experiencer from Montreal his father again was in the service along the dew line and uh, he started working in the program when he was about 13 and um, it was it was interesting because they would even come to, to school and round up the guys that were cadets and no one seemed to ever notice that's, that there was missing school time. The parents never, and they were always home for dinner. So, again, we've got a little space-time manipulation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. going on.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. So, I'm assuming there's different, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, different races of aliens Mm -hmm. um, creating these experiences for these people. Do different races of aliens, like you, you say, one of their big things is like the, finding the psychic abilities with people, mm-hmm. are different races? Like, do they all have different objectives, or is that kind of a collective thing that they all look for? Yeah.
2: Well, I I do think that telepathy is more the language of evolved beings
1: that they all use. Uh, I do.
2: And I think that they use both. They can talk, but telepathy is very important to any involved being, I I believe. But with your question about the varieties of beings, um, do do you guys, did you guys ever remember hearing about Paul Hellyer? Uh, He's a very, Mm -hmm. he just passed very, very important figure, not only in ufology, but in in Canadian government, Mm -hmm. he was the secretary of defense. He was also the the vice uh, uh, premier of, Ontario. so he's he was a very very highly respected multiply decorated wonderful man now he told me personally that um uh in his experience the canadian government which also means the u.s government had treaties and were engaging diplomatically with at least 83 different species
0: jesus paul hellyer told you that
2: yeah paul hellyer told me that personally Yeah. So uh, not about a year before he passed. So, and I would imagine it's even more now. So uh, we, so we have, um, we have treaties with beings. We have all kinds of stuff going on that is being withheld from the public.
0: So what do you think this, uh, the new, I'm sure you're aware of the U S is like the uh, Marco Rubio's head of the UAP task force Uh, now,
2: is that just
0: like a? Is that just like a <laughs> screen show of disclosure for them? That's ah, like... a
2: bunch of lip service. But if I see yeah. that Tic Tac one more time, my head <laughs> is going to blow off. It's Rubio. Who's the guy with the little the little soul patch down there? The ex the ex uh, CIA guy who won't say anything. Elizondo. Oh yeah. yeah Elizondo. Elizondo. Yeah, Elizondo. Yeah, Elizondo yeah, yeah, says nothing. Oh, he keeps know? saying
1: he's going to. He he's, keeps say, you know it's yeah it, it's on the tip of his a, tongue. Yeah, yeah.
2: This is real, you know, leisure domain. This is real magic. This is real, uh, you know, distraction. This is distraction because the real movement is a grassroots movement. It's not going to come from the government. It's not going to come from a government uh, um, uh, agent like Elizondo, which I believe he is. It's uh, that's not how it's going to happen. It's happening in a grassroots kind of way, and I do think now that there has been a shift. In consciousness. And I do believe that it really won't be long now before beings that are our cousins who won't frighten anybody, who look enough like us will will make open contact. I, I think, I think it's coming. I really, that's, really that's do. That's
1: something that uh, we actually had Stephen Bassett on the show. I don't know if that name Oh, I about.
2: love Stephen Bassett. Yeah.
1: yeah. He, he's really, he's all over, all over the hill, you know, trying to make yeah. uh, moves and grooves and trying to make something yeah. happen. And I think, you know, we were so excited when the disclosure came out just, but in reality, you know, I mean, you know, one could say what really was that? You know, again, you talk about like the coconut game is just, mm-hmm. just another version of that you know, Mm -hmm. that this is where we're at. And it's kind of a shame. I hope that we get to a point where, like you said, yeah, things are integrated. Things kind of, things are shifting a bit. Um, They
2: are shifting. I keep hearing it, man. They're shifting. And I, and I do believe, you know, from having kids, myself, wonderful young people, I see a tremendous, wonderful, optimistic, open vibe from the people that are coming up in the next generation i you know especially in canada these kids are non-racist they're 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 multicultural they're accepting of you know whatever sexual situation i mean they're you know I, i see so much positive in the young people that are coming up and it's going to take i think people with a low spiritual vibration might not even be able to see some of these beings you know no. what I mean? I, I mean, it may be that, yeah. that we're going to have to resonate. We're going to have to wake up and get that old pineal gland going and, and uh, <laughs> that we're going to have to, they're going to have to meet us halfway. And I just don't think we're quite there yet, but soon. Yeah. Yeah, but soon.
0: I hope. I hope. Yeah. Wood, yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would be. Ugh, oh man. I, I that mean, that
1: that's the world we want to be. And you talk about joining Gene rottenberry's group. That's yeah. Where, that's where we need to be. I mean, we're there, aside, man. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> yeah. We're we there. there. Wouldn't
2: you love to yeah. be living like uh, on a, like on a Deep Space Nine? Wouldn't you love? I don't. Yeah. Even if I didn't make station. any money, I
1: don't care. I just. <laughs> want to, you know, yeah. Yeah. All for the greater good, right? Of mankind. So um, think
2: how many weird uncles you could vi- invite in on a spaceship oh, with all oh, kinds yeah, of races. Oh, You'd oh. have to expand it to like 20 weird uncles, we'd 20 have funny make, uncles.
1: We'd have to make badges and <laughs> buttons or something, yeah, I think, at that something. point. Something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before we let you go, Leslie, I did want to touch a little bit about I, – because I don't want to forego it because I, I think it's another important part of, of your life and what you do. Um Number one – you know, you you work in jazz, and as an mm-hmm. actress, and uh, you know, everything else you've done. I I even read in your bio that you were on a McDonald's commercial. I, I don't know how long so ago. So many
2: commercials, man. Really? So many yeah. over the years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Too> <laughs> cool commercials, voiceovers. Never a big star. Yeah, most of my career ended up in the cutting room floor. And in Logan's Run, I was Farrah Fawcett's assistant cutting room floor <laughs> really? so you know that wow. I've, had a lot of, <laughs> I've had a lot of those experiences but it's always Amazing. it's always a blessing just to work you know i i and i have always worked along you know and and i still do singing gigs in fact i have one coming up tomorrow oh, good and, for you. Uh, so i'll be singing some uh tunes and telling my funny hollywood some hopefully funny hollywood stories and um uh, Good for and you. And like that. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I guess we want to, well, we definitely want to make sure to promote your work and your book and everything else. Uh, we want to give you the platform for that. So, you know, by oh, all means.
2: Fantastic. Well, my recent book is called Intersections, A True Story of Extraterrestrial Contact. And I wrote it along with Wes Roberts, who is a lifelong experiencer, and I really take the, the reader through the whole process. There are a lot of transcriptions from sessions. I, I think it would be very enjoyable for anybody who's interested in getting kind of up close and personal to the experience or thing in this way. So that book is available on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, Amazon, wherever you Amazon. And again, it's called intersections a true story of extraterrestrial contact and if you would like to reach out to me i would love to hear from you even if you just want to talk and you're not sure if you've had experiences or where you want to go with it uh you can always reach me at leslie l-e-s-l-e-y at lightworkhypnosis.com and that's all one word lightwork hypnosis and you can find me on Facebook Leslie Mitchell Clark and you can also find lightwork Hypnosis. Fan I
1: just ordered so. your book can't wait to read it. Oh I mean, bless your heart fantastic. Thank
2: you thank you, know, you so much Leslie
1: it's it's been you know I, I we have guests on the show and, and all of them are unique in their own in their own ways for sure but um, it has been an absolute joy to oh, have you on yeah, thank, thank you, thank you so, so much for the time so Bless you guys yeah, yeah. and thank
2: you for all the work that you do opening people's minds presenting a safe forum and uh, i really really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this subject matter and uh i hope you'll have me back to chat with you oh, again sometime god by all Absolutely. means
1: yep 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 it'd in a, hearts it'd be awesome Yeah, be cool um if you want to go ahead and stay on the line real quick we'll thank you off the air but uh everybody that was leslie mitchell clark thank you so much for your time All right, uh, you know, yeah. The only thing I got to say is just amazing. You know, so she touched on so many things, so many things that I we want to kind of. Can you tell more about that? Can you talk more about that? I had questions lined up, but looking at the time, I was like, ah, uh, you know, we we don't. So this is just an excuse to have her on next. Uh, mm-hmm. I do feel, and John, I I appreciate the fact. Well, number one, just I love you, man. Just saying, you know, not metrosexual. <laughs> oh, I, I love you. I love you too. It's so it's so sad. To Thanks. You. But in uh, a room, yeah, I know. Right. Kissy, kissy. But um, your question about just fucking hypnosis, what is it? Like explain it, break it down. You know, you hear it, you hear it out there. Some people think it's dogma. Some people swear by it. You know, I I've heard bits and pieces. I really liked the way she kind of laid it out. I, I thought it was very, very well done.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. She seems like, Like I wouldn't be afraid to get hypnotized at least by her. I'm sure there's still some people that you got to look out for and be weary of who you go to, but she strikes me as a true professional and takes it very seriously. Um, Yeah. I would actually, I've never been hypnotized. Have you guys been
1: hypnotized? Not that I know of. Oh, I just did it like five minutes ago, dude. Sorry. You didn't even know. See how good it is. (laughs) It just came and just went. Yeah, uh, I actually had. Uh, I said it before. I think on the podcast, but years ago, I did a past life regression. Um, kind, really kind of amazing. I, I, I don't really. I mean, I took some things out of it. It wasn't what I expected. I, I'll be honest were, with you. I like to do it again.
3: Were you an Egyptian temple
1: whore? I was not. I so much wanted to be though. God, uh, no. I went through like three past lives. The weird thing about it was every single life, it was just me. Like there was no family. There was no. It was just me wandering around. So now I don't know if that's how it's supposed to go or if just nobody likes me in general. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that plays out to be, but um, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Very enlightening. Let's just say uh, you're good
3: enough. Say that you're smart enough and doggone, doggone. it. People like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank you very much Stuart Smalley. Love it. So, I had a
0: friend in high school. His mom read like playing cards, like just a 52 deck of cards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She read them once and, I I don't know. One day she told me that one of my past lives, the reason I'm so nice now, (laughs) I I was a lot nicer when I was a kid. I was a lot nicer when I was a kid, but uh, (laughs) she said that I was like a woman beating drunk. Jesus. Just like a real piece of shit in my last life. Like, Damn, bro. uh, I don't know how long ago, but yeah, that's apparently that was one of my past lives. And she's like, that's why you're just so nice now. Like you've learned from your mistakes or whatever. I'm like, all right.
1: I don't know if that made me feel, I don't know if that made me feel yeah, good. It's or like, not. Uh, I'll take it. I guess I think yeah. <laughs> uh, you were a big sure. fucking huge pile of shit, but now you're okay. I'm like, now yeah, you're all right. You know what? Yeah. You're an okay guy. Now,
3: well,
1: at least I'm not a wife beating drunk in yeah. this life. So that's good. Exactly. My luck, I was like, Vlad the Impaler or some shit in my past life, and I fucking don't even know it. (laughs) There's a
3: reason you were always alone, Shane. Yeah, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Why do I love steak so much? Too busy impaling everyone. Yeah. And not in the fun way. Maybe that's why I love Halloween so much. Eh, Weird, quinky dick. But no, it just amazed me. That whole thing amazes me. Uh, I I love how she broke it down. I like her ideas. I love the fact that she was talking about – you know, kind of the fluff that we're going through over here with this whole disclosure and this other bullshit. She didn't have much to say about Elizondo and some of those other key characters for sure. You know?
0: Yeah. I'm not sure if I agree, but it's interesting to hear that other side Mm -hmm. and that other opinion. I definitely, definitely welcome different opinions. And, uh, it's kind of nice to hear, and it sometimes makes you think and reevaluate where you're at.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. And, and like I said, you don't have to agree with her, but you know, she was very open. I was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, yeah, fucking hey." You know, that's yeah. that's where you stand. That's we respect it. You know, for sure. So, and she's
0: you know fully immersed in the world. So I I respect her opinion. Right, yeah. right.
1: She's not some hermit in in the middle of nowhere spouting things for no reason, you know, that's, that's the thing. And the experience that she had, um, this, I couldn't even imagine that life, you know, I mean, if you talk about building a bridge with somebody, that's got to be the ultimate, like building that, you know, putting somebody under hypnosis and sharing that experience with them. I mean, to me, yeah. that's another level, you know, that you got to be on, you know, mm-hmm. so but anyway, nah, she was really, really kind of cool. Love her. Love to have her back for sure. I uh, ordered a book, uh, Intersections. I think she said it was. Um, you can find Amazon really easy. I think it was sixteen ninety nine for the paperback. Um, so everybody, if you want to support her by all means. And then, of course, her um, her Lightworks Hypnosis, I think, was her website. And uh, pretty cool website. A lot of stuff on there. A lot of things to offer. Very fascinating that she had a conversation with Paul uh, Helier with that too. I was like, oh, Wow. 83 species. that's that's, Uh, mm -hmm. That's
0: interesting i mean yeah it's
1: crazy but (laughs) if it's if it's even remotely true it's amazing yeah yeah blows the proverbial mind for sure
3: yeah uh you can definitely uh check her out on lightworkshypnosis.com and uh you know while you're on the internet slide on over to patreon yeah. get yeah, your tickets you to strangers around the table.
1: <laughs> Do it now before he cancel. Shit's few and far between. You
0: don't want to miss out on this
1: hot event. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, it's on fire. For we'll sure. sell
0: you the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean,
0: if uh, more than, like, two listeners
3: come, then I will take my shirt off.
1: Oh, God. I've been waiting well, for is you to promise that, a,
0: that. Is that.
3: Is that a threat or a promise?
0: Yeah. Or, yeah well, uh, I
3: don't know. It's off the fence. I mean,
1: we'll... We'll we'll burn that bridge when we get to it, John. Yeah. All okay. Right. Sounds well, good. I'm going to text good. at least two patrons just to make sure that that comes to fruition. Because yeah, know. I
3: mean, I didn't say I'd have my camera on. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah.
1: Well. Okay. Fair enough. But Well, with that being said, like we said before, yes, Stranger on the table. I think, John, you said the 22nd. That That'll be Wednesday. Yeah. Um, again, patrons, thanks just for supporting. You know, uh, Love you all for sure. Love the listeners in general too just for everything. If you guys have any feedback, uh, you love Leslie, uh, you have other guests that you want to hear from, topics you want to talk about, experiences you've had, you can write us at strangejungles at gmail.com. You can call us at 801-252-69. Dolphin Sound yes <laughs> 45 you let us know uh where are we on the socials we are at dolphin
3: sound emoji gif <laughs> uh, we are also at uh strange uncles podcast on instagram and facebook and at strange uncles on twitter uh we do have a youtube channel that i've uh lost the login to so there's no new content <laughs> there but there might be at some point uh if i can ever you know remember what that password is and
1: uh yeah, that's 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 where we are on yeah. on those
3: besides patreon.com slash strange uncles. Give me your money. There you go.
1: Well, and I'll tell you honestly, I was gonna bring all the recording equipment or the portable stuff when I went to Alaska, and then as I was packing it, the wife snuck behind me. She says, You son of a bitch, don't you dare this is our <laughs> vacation. Don't start looking for weird shit. So I had to put it back. So unfortunately, listeners, you know, hey, I, I didn't get anything.
3: You know what? <laughs> Josephine is absolutely right.
1: She is. I know it
3: was your goddamn vacation. You can leave it alone for a minute. Yeah, it's fine. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. I'll find haunted spots somewhere for sure. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, one way or another. But with that being said, boys, I'm going to let you go. Uh, Miss you last week. Glad to be back. And uh, hopefully, you know, we I will be in Salt Lake, I think, mid-October. I think again, hopefully you get a chance to come my way uh, shortly after. You know, maybe we can do a, a winter bash of some sort. Love to see in person for sure but um, yeah yeah but uh that was uh strange uncles anybody have anything else
3: (laughs) (laughs) no i'm good we'll (laughs) talk to you guys later definitive end of the episode thank you
1: (laughs) for sure close the gates everybody